Hello, and welcome to Getting to Know ACS with Tracy and Jasmine. So today we have Tammy Herrera with us, and she's actually going to be talking to us about two programs. She's going to talk to us about Army Family Team Building, which is AFTB, and the Army Family Action Plan, which is AFAP. So Tammy, can we're going to start off, let's start off talking about AFTB. Can you tell us a little bit about what AFTB is? So AFTB was actually established back um, 26 years ago. Um, when Desert Storm happened, they realized a lot of the military spouses and families um, weren't able to function without the soldier being there because they didn't really have a big idea of what was going on. So um, somebody had put an AFAP issue in, which we'll talk about next, and said that they need to have some classes to help out military spouses and the family members uh, learn more about the military life. So when the soldiers are gone, um, they can function without their soldier, and then the soldier doesn't need to worry about their spouses and family members. So um, we have three modules that was put in place. Um, each module has eight to ten classes in it just to help the the spouses and the family members out. Our military knowledge is really geared towards more of um, spouses that are just coming into the military, moms, dads, boyfriends, girlfriends, fiancés, um, children that don't know a lot about the military life, okay. um, but anybody can use it um, and for refresher or whatever, but it's really geared to them and we teach classes such as um, reading an LES, that's important for a spouse um, to know, right. and a lot of them didn't know that, so we teach that. Also, the acronym. So when the soldier comes home and talks all of those three-letter words, and you're like, what <laughs> the heck are you talking about? Yeah. And you really can't have a conversation with the soldier because you don't know what they're talking about. We teach you what all of those acronyms mean, and we even give you a take-home guide, too, so you can look them up after the class as well. So, um, so you'll be able to have a conversation. Also, civilians on or off post that want to take that class um, are able to. So when the soldier is out in public and they're still talking those three-letter words, well, then the <laughs> civilians will also know um, what the soldier is um, speaking of and, and talking to. We also, oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that you talked about the acronyms because that's something that from the very beginning when we started this podcast, when we're working with the military, we get so used to just saying the acronyms and, you know, I'll start and I'm like, oh, well, you know, FAP, AFTB, and then I have to catch myself. So it's good that you guys actually give them a little booklet that they can go through because there's not a place that you're going to go to on post that's not going to use some kind of acronym. Right. Right. So. They try not to, but it's almost impossible because that is just the military life. And I would say it's not only geared to the Army, but all branches of services use acronyms. So it's really important for people to know what people are talking about. Yeah. So, OK, so go ahead. I just had to throw that in there. Well, and then also <laughs> with military knowledge, there are actually 10 classes. I'm not going to go over all of them because right. you can always go to the website, look at the classes that are available, give me a call, email me and I can let you know. Um, but another great class that we teach is the benefits and entitlements because a lot of times family members and spouses and even soldiers think like they're entitled to all of this stuff and it's really just an, a benefit and it's not an entitlement. So such as uh, daycare on post, that's not an entitlement. Um, that's just a benefit and the Army can take it away at any time. Um, so that's good for people to know. So when they're approaching different situations, they know, okay, well, I know that this is guaranteed no matter what, such as leave, guaranteed no matter what. Mm -hmm. 
but other things maybe not so much. Um, so that that's basically the breakdown for the military knowledge. Oh, also we have um, uh, formal functions. So if you're going to a military ball, you can come. We teach you what to wear, not to wear. Um, make sure that you know how to go through the receiving line because that's really important because everybody up there is like high ranking. And you want to make sure you, you're able to address people and what to do in a receiving line. I like that, um, what to wear and what not to wear. So <laughs> what are some examples of what not to wear to a military ball? This so... <laughs> So what not to wear? Well, first, you don't want to really wear any like super neon colors. Um, you definitely want to make sure it's knee length or below. Um, we don't wear any clubbing clothes to a military ball. Um, you know, you have to be very proper at a military ball. So that's really important. Um, no, like you can wear a strapless dress, but make sure the girls are kind of tucked in. Um, <laughs> the twins. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, you have to just make sure that you look appropriate. If you're wearing it to the club, you definitely should not be wearing it to a ball. So we definitely want to have underclothes on. Um, yes, because so <laughs> when you're out there dancing or if a mishap happens, you want to make sure everything is protected and covered. <laughs> so it sounds like that's geared a lot towards the female participants. Are there things that men should not wear to a military ball? Oh, absolutely. So I probably wouldn't suggest you wearing a powder blue tuxedo from the 80s to a military ball. <laughs> not that um, there's anything wrong with no, it. No, <laughs> no, there's not. But you want to look classy. This okay. is a classic uh, event. You don't want to wear bright colors. Um, you don't want to wear, you know, tweed pants with the orange jacket. I mean, so you just have to make sure you don't necessarily have to wear a bow tie. Um, but, you know, at least a vest under it, something like that would be fine. Okay. So no shirt that's not buttoned all the way up. No, right. you don't want to show all your chest. Yeah, no, no Saturday night fever type wear. <laughs> not, nothing like that going <laughs> no. on. Okay. Mm -mm. okay, so that's, you know, and I know when you guys teach that, you guys usually have pictures. We do. Or, we do. And mm -hmm. at, at some point, have you ever had models? that act you know when we were in person so we actually partner um when we were in person and mm -hmm. hopefully it'll continue once we go back to normalcy um but we used to partner with operation uh deploy your dress and so that's like the service that they let people get a free dress every year mm -hmm. so we would um invite frgs to come use their service try on dresses but before they actually went in there we would actually teach the class formal functions made easy uh -huh. and let them know what they're going to be looking for and then also like which fork to use at the serving oh, okay. the table like the whole uh procedure because there's a lot of things go that go on at a military ball um such as the toasting and things like that so we go over all of that stuff um Hopefully, once everything goes back, then we'll be able to partner with Operation Deploy Your Dress again. And um, it's a free service for, um, you know, anybody on post that has an ID card. So that Operation Deploy Your Dress, that is an on-post organization, right? Yes. So yes. Okay. And it's a free service for um, family members. Okay. And, and you can get a dress there? Is that what you were saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you don't have to spend a lot of... Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they have uh, thousands of dresses. They even have tuxedo for um, men there sometimes nice. as well. And sometimes wedding dresses too. So if you're fixing to get married and don't want to spend the money, 
Um, oh, wow. That's always an option once they open back up. Yeah. yeah. And so in, in, in we were talking about acronyms and you used the acronym FRG. So FRG is the family readiness group. Well, it's uh, now it's called the soldier family readiness oh, so group. So SFRG. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we all have to get used to those new acronyms. Yes. So <laughs> Jasmine, if you ever need a dress, you know where to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everything in there is uh, appropriate for military balls. So, okay. Okay. yeah. Okay, so that was the first module. So, so then the second module. So then we have our personal growth and development. I mean, personal growth and resilience module. This has about 10 classes in it as well. And um, some of the classes that we teach in that is just to kind of make you a better person. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and if you're going through stuff, it helps you kind of look at yourself and just, you know, you know do whatever you can just to be, you know, growing as a person so we have how to learn to communicate classes so i think that's extremely important in any relationship whether it's a personal relationship or a work relationship communication is the key obviously we all know that we also have exploring personality traits so we talk about the different traits we do quizzes to see what you are and then um, we kind of go over everything because it's really important to know what your personality is and maybe what Tracy's personality is so see if we're clicking great if we're not then we kind of figure out okay this is why we're not clicking we also have um, uh growing through change so um especially military life we always deal with a lot of change and just change in general like every year we change as people but military it's even harder for um than maybe a civilian so we have classes to help you um kind of notice those changes and how to cope with them and then we do um leadership classes as well we have that's our leadership development so this is geared to more um, people that are leaders wanting to become leaders or maybe a new soldier that is looking to a leadership position in these classes we talk about um, resolving conflict because there's always conflict like no matter we where you conflict. are <laughs> personal or work there there tend to be some conflict so we help you resolve that conflict and move forward with whoever the conflict is with we also have um, examining your leadership um, style so we talk about the different leadership styles and which one you are and then how you can address people that are different learners than um, your leadership style so you can kind of guide still guide them and get through to them as well so on these classes because like those really sound like those would really be geared towards you know your NCOs your future NCOs or or Mm -hmm. anybody like you said that's in a leadership position so can um, units or companies can they contact you all to like come out or to do it through teams um, where they're you know the active duty component can they contact you guys to have like a specific module out of those classes yeah yeah absolutely so um, we partner with units all of the time right now we're partnering with one every um, twice a month we teach one of our our classes to them like if it's just for the leaders then we do for the leadership classes if it's for the whole unit or the whole organization then we do the personal um, growth and resilient classes for them um, for the SFRGs um, like if they have a lot of new military spouses come in or they just want to like they're going 
going through a deployment and they want the spouses to have some resilient skills, they'll um, have us come out and teach these classes. Um, we'll do them anytime, day or night, uh, virtual um, if possible, but we will do in person as long as the guidelines are followed. Um, yeah, and our instructor, um, Timmy, she's she's awesome. She's a great instructor, very personable, and gets the information She out gets there. a lot of good feedback. She her, does. Her emails are She's are amazing. Awesome. She does yeah. really good. So with the personality test, this is just my question, okay? Okay. <laughs> How many people are shocked by what they really are? Oh, I think more people are shocked than not because we all think we're – a certain type of way Bubbly. and then when you're honest <laughs> with the test and as you should be right it opens your eyes and you're like whoa yeah. that's a little crazy i didn't know that you yeah, know this so. one thought she was bubbly i thought i was the most friendliest bubbliest person ever and miss chase is like uh no so that's why i was just like uh, i need to take the test apparently i don't know myself <laughs> none of us really do but i like what you said about the test you know about being honest on the yeah. test because anytime you take like a personality test you can start picking up those questions that are like, okay, this is about self-control. And I wanted to think I'm really self, I have self-control. Mm -hmm. So a test is only going to be as honest as you are with the test. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I knew Jasmine was going to ask about that personality test. It's I like love personality her, her radar just perked up right <laughs> then. Like, and she's like, oh! oh, she was having a Jasmine moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So then, okay. So you have those classes and that's in module two. And, and module three, I talked about both oh, of them, the okay. personal growth. Um, in the module, the leadership classes, that falls under your leadership development classes. And that's the third module. Yes. Now, can you do you have to take these modules in order, or can you take them out of order? Because, say, for instance, do I have to take module one before I can move on to module two? Or if I see that, you know what, what really interests me is really in module three, and I haven't taken any of the other ones. No, they do not have to be taken in order. You can take it. Um, so we, what we did is, like, like our modules are um, two to three days long. Okay. And that's really hard for some people to be able to leave their life for two or three days to be in a class learning. So um, what we did, we broke them down into what we call concept blocks. Right. Um, so they're three hour classes now instead of all day classes. Oh, okay. And then you can, we just put some together to make it make sense and they all go together for that module. And some of the things that we teach is like, um, what is in it for me? And that's like the benefits and entitlement class. Right. Um, and Elliot's, LES reading. Um, okay. Also, we teach um, another one that we have is who are you talking to? That's a communication class. Um, so we made them like fun names to get people interested and like, oh, OK, let me see what this is about. So all of our modules are broken down into three hour classes. OK, um, that way you can take them in any order that you want as well. We have records, so we keep um, track of all of the classes that you take. And then when you're done with all of them, then we would give you your certificate for whichever module they fall under. Okay. Another thing that we're doing now as well is going back to basics. Um, so here's another option for people that don't even have three hours to give up. Every Friday, starting in April through December, mm -hmm. um, we're teaching one-hour um, classes, starting from the beginning of military knowledge, which is the military life, 
and then ending in December with virtual uh, meetings, um, tips and techniques. Oh, cool. So that way, if you don't have an hour, I mean, uh, three hours to spare or eight hours, then you're still getting the information. You don't have to take all of the classes. You can figure out which ones that you need, like the personality yes. one. <laughs> and then that one be the one that you would sign up for. But if you want to get um, all of your certificates, because it looks great on your resume and gives you the skills for your toolbox, um, then you can take the one-hour classes in order. Okay, that's and it, cool. Yeah, so um, there's lots of options out there for everyone, so we have something to fit every person. And now that we're doing, like, all of these meetings and um, virtually, uh, we do have a class that we're going to offer once a month. Um, it's the virtual... Um, meetings tips and techniques oh, to cool. help you out with all of this virtual learning that we're doing right now oh that's awesome so that's pretty much a um afap i mean no afap aftb yes in a nutshell and anybody can take the aftb whether you're active duty civilian or dependent anybody anyone can take as long as you can log on to microsoft teams or if you can um, get on the installation if it's offered in person, mm -hmm. anyone can take these classes. So moms, dads, grandmas, aunts, anyone uncles, in the family, anyone, boyfriends, girlfriends. Like you're fixing to get married, you want your fiance to start learning before they jump into the military life. These are available for anyone. That's okay. yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay, so the second program that you run is AFAP, which is Army Family action plan because yes. the last one I was like I don't know what AFAP stands for <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a brain moment there you know so AFAP can you tell us what AFAP is so um, Army Family Action Plan was actually put in place in 1984 um, it's just a platform to give um, soldiers family members retirees and DOD civilian employees um, um, place for them to voice their concerns, their issues with the Army um, or Fort Bliss, I mean, whatever installation you're at. And um, so we take these changes that people suggest and then we try to make the changes here locally. If we can't do it locally, if it's something that requires like a law or um, procedure changes, then we send it up to DA Army and they see if they can make it on um, the change. Okay. What so. has been like the biggest or one most memorable, I guess you could say, change? So, um, through the DA Army, we've had a lot of great changes, such as the employment um, spouse preference. So, you know, um, that nice. came through AFAP. Also, AFTB um, came through AFAP. You mentioned that earlier, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, the increase of the SGLI. Uh, that came through AFAP. So um, a lot of great changes. Okay. It's, it really does work. But you have to give us the information that you want to see changed. Otherwise, it won't work. Like, we need this information from the public um, to be able to send it up and make these changes. Locally, we've had some good changes as well. Remodeling of daycare center. Um, also, we're this year they're putting a pickleball court in. If y'all know what that is, I don't is. even know what, what a pickleball is. is. Kind of like a <laughs> tennis. Somebody has suggested it. It's like a cheaper version of tennis and badminton. Oh, so it kind of it's in between the two. 
and somebody has suggested it and you know MWR thought it was a great idea so did um, garrison commander so they're going to start the process of seeing how they can replace some of the old tennis courts that no one uses oh, okay. to pickleball courts so it gives the uh, family members another option to come out. I'm going to have to look up what yeah. pickleball mm-hmm. is. <laughs> so yeah it, it was interesting I never heard of it either um, I don't think most people have I think it's came from like the north um or maybe midwest and then now it's like bring coming back this way um another one is speed limit changes um whether it's an increase or decrease that comes through afab right (laughs) and then like some of the signs around the installation like children playing the speed bumps that come through afab as well so a lot of great things come through afab i know like probably well gosh I hate to date myself, but way back when um, I first got here, there used there wasn't a car wash here on post. Yeah, and because of AFAP issue, that's how we got scuds and suds. Because that yeah. was during um, the Gulf War, the yes. scud miss, uh, the first one. Um, the Scud missiles, so that's where they came up with the name scuds and suds. Yeah. So there wasn't a car wash on post, but an AFAP issue was how that got to be and another one too for like the soldiers like um they would they had swamp coolers in some of the barracks oh yeah so they would come back after working out in the heat in full uniform they would come back to their barracks room and it's just as hot because swamp coolers like you know they give her i feel like they just push air yeah they work and they sometimes they work sometimes they don't (laughs) so somebody put in a afap issue saying hey we work out there in that heat all day we need something to keep us cool when we're back to our barracks room and so they started like converting the barracks to central air because of that so i mean a lot of great things come from this and one thing about afap you know when you're thinking about an issue if you think something is wrong more than likely somebody else thinks something is wrong too yeah so so how can people actually submit Mm -hmm. issues for afap so we have a few different ways um you can Go onto our website on the MWR, uh, search AFAP, and then there'll be um, a, a submission form there that you can fill out, and it comes directly to me. Um, you can go to um, my Army One Source. There's also a link there that you can fill out the format. And then we have about five different boxes around Fort Bliss, like one at the, um, well, they don't call it ITR anymore, but. Oh, where you travel services yeah in the the PX. Tra- yeah, yeah at there we have one we have one at the soldier activity center okay. we have one at um the centennial um so there's a like five boxes around the installation you can fill out the forms and then just drop it in the box and i check them once a month to get the the ideas out so and so i know before again dating myself before it used to be you know we had a fap conference um we and it was this big deal and there was only a certain window that you could put in um, your uh, suggestions. So is that still the same now? Can Is there only a certain time frame that they can put in suggestions or so, when do you take them? So we take suggestions all year round, but for it to be in like for 2021 suggestions, mm-hmm. um, we would need it by the October. Okay. And then in October, then that's when we start preparing to go up to the garrison commander to bring the issues to him. And then he'll say if it's attainable and unattainable. And if it's unattainable unattainable at the local level, it's because either he doesn't think it's possible or because it needs to go up higher. Okay. Um, and then that's when we would make that decision and then send it where it needed to go or to close it out. 
Um, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so um, if, say, for instance, so if I wrote up uh, a concern like this week or whatever, I shouldn't get worried because it's not going to go anywhere until October when you guys present right. it. So it's like it may take some time, but your issue is going to be read and you read all of them, right? It's yes. not like, oh, and some some things are just kind of illogical. You just, it's just not going to happen. Right. But, you know, you guys determine which ones. Right. And make sure that you follow the instructions on the forum and give us all of the information because if there's not enough information, then we are not able to pursue it. And if you don't leave a contact information for yourself, I mean, like the commander's not going to know who, um, submitted the issue but for me if i need more information or see exactly like some clarification exactly where you want this to go then i need to be able to contact you um to get that information so we can keep pursuing it yeah so that's important to make sure they put their contact mm -hmm. information yeah. down so so jasmine do you have any questions about afap that you didn't know i didn't know any of that that's what i'm just like <laughs> yeah that's crazy she's over there so. in ah. yeah they used to do a conference but now because of money and stuff like that um now we we don't do conferences here at fort bliss but you know maybe one day they'll bring it back yeah so okay. well this was this has been completely informative tammy i really truly enjoyed you being here um and as i ask everyone what is it about ACS and the AFTB AFAP role? What is it that you love most? What when you come to work every day, it's like, oh yes, I get to whatever. So I love working with and for the soldiers and family members, mm -hmm. taking care of them, giving them the knowledge that they need to c keep um, pursuing their career in the army or any military branch. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I truly enjoy. Yay. So, yeah. so if they need to contact you, um, what's a phone number that they can contact you at? Um, it'll be 915-569-5500. Okay. And they can just call and ask to speak to, to yourself? To myself um, or anyone in AFTB or AFAP. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That is awesome. Again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming out, speaking to us um, today. And giving people knowledge about this program because it's a, a very important program. Yeah. So, so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and sign off for today. So this is Tracy. And Jasmine. Don't forget to subscribe and click on that bell to get notifications. Bye. Bye.